In his gospel, Luke sets out to give an orderly account of things as he writes to Theophilus. And he does so with the hopes that Theophilus would have certainty with regard to the events that had taken place in the life of Jesus and in the lives of the followers of Jesus. Luke continues this thought as he writes the Acts of the Apostles. And as he begins this second part of the story, he says this, In the first book, O Theophilus, I have dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day when he was taken up after he had given commands through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. He presented himself alive to them after his suffering by many proofs, appearing to them during forty days and speaking about the kingdom of God. And while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You heard from me, for John the Baptist baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. These first five verses in the Acts of the Apostles share with us a little bit about what Luke is going to reveal in this second writing. He acknowledges what he has already written down for Theophilus and acknowledges as well the command that Jesus gave to the apostles to remain in Jerusalem. Jesus had already promised the apostles that he would send the Holy Spirit to be a helper to be a comforter for them, so that they would be reminded of all of the things that Jesus taught. I wonder what it must have been like to be waiting. Jesus told them that they would be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Certainly they would have trusted what Jesus had to say, but I wonder what it must have felt like to be there waiting. I wonder if any of them were wondering, is this really going to happen? And what's going to happen? They had no idea what it would be like. But as Luke continues to record the story for us, we see that on the day of Pentecost, there was the sound of a mighty rushing wind that came, and it was the Holy Spirit coming upon them. And the apostles began to speak in tongues and to share the message of Jesus with the people. Their faith in who Jesus was and what he had done for them, brought them to this point of being used by God to accomplish the will of God. That's where we need to be in our faith. And I love the story as Luke continues to unfold the history of the early church about how they worked together, they served one another, they shared their meals together, They encouraged each other as they were striving to accomplish the will of God. And we see the church growing. And more people are coming to Christ, coming to this faith in Him, which will drive them as well to go out and share this message of salvation. I love the boldness that we see in the early Christians. As Luke continues to record the story, we see in Acts chapter 3, in the very beginning of that chapter, Luke records this story. Now Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a man lame from birth was being carried, 
whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple that is called the Beautiful Gate, to ask alms of those entering the temple. Seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked to receive alms. And Peter directed his gaze at him, as did John, and said, Look at us. And he fixed his attention on them, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, I have no silver and gold, but what I do have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and raised him up, and immediately his feet and ankles were made strong. And leaping up, he stood and began to walk, and entering the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God and recognized him as the one who sat at the beautiful gate of the temple, asking for alms. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened. This story reveals to us the faith of Peter and John. And it reveals to us the joy that is experienced by this individual who has received salvation, in a sense, from Jesus. And we see him walking and leaping and praising God, as Luke says. And all of the other people, when they witness the joy that this man is experiencing, they too are filled with wonder and amazement. I'm convinced that this episode strengthens both Peter's and John's faith. I'm not suggesting that they somehow had a little faith and this is somehow increasing it, what I'm saying is that it makes it stronger. In the same way that this man's feet and ankles were made strong, so Peter's and John's faith is made strong by witnessing the power of God. And as Luke says, everyone who witnessed this was filled with wonder and amazement. And this caused such a commotion that the religious leaders took notice. And they began asking questions. And Peter and John are brought in. And they're arrested because of what happened. It's the next day, as Luke continues recording this story for us, that Peter and John find themselves before the council. And the question is put before them. By what power or by what name did you do this? And then in Acts chapter 4 verse 8, Luke records the speech of Peter, who is filled with the Holy Spirit as he responds to these questions. Rulers of the people and elders, if we are being examined today concerning a good deed done to a crippled man, by what means this man has been healed, let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man is standing before you well. This Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you, the builders, which has become the cornerstone. And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Certainly a very strong tone coming from Peter. But I'm convinced that it's his faith that drives him to speak so boldly. And I love what Luke says next. It's verse 13. 
Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated, common men, they were astonished, and they recognized that they had been with Jesus. Their faith in Jesus brought them to this point of being able to speak boldly for Him. That's the challenge that we face. We say that we believe. We confess that Jesus is our Lord. We're obedient to Him. And yet, when He calls us to proclaim the gospel, we find that a bit challenging. We're concerned about what other people will think about us. We're fearful that we might say something wrong. And the challenge is there for us to recognize that we're called to a faith that leads us to this point of speaking boldly. In the face of difficult circumstances, Peter and John stood firm in their belief in who Jesus was. They stood firm in their understanding of what God had done through Jesus. And they spoke openly about their faith That's the call that we've been given. And my prayer for us is that our faith can be strong enough to where we will speak boldly for Him. We don't need to shrink away because of what we think culture or society might say or think about us. But we need to rise up and we need to walk in the steps that Jesus has laid for us. Just as this man who was healed by Peter and John was told to rise up and walk, We too need to rise up and walk in the steps of Christ. We need to speak boldly for Him, proclaiming and promoting the gospel, the salvation that God provides to us through Jesus Christ alone.